And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play -play coming to you live here on this Wednesday. Casey Gisclair here. Hope you guys are enjoying your days, enjoying your weeks, and all that good stuff. I'm in a good mood today. Anybody who knows anything about my professional basketball rooting interest, you guys know I'm in a good mood today. The 76ers got a win yesterday over Boston and take a 3-2 lead in their best-of-seven series. I'll talk about that a little later in the show. Um, at noon, we're going to have Ascension Catholic baseball coach, Coach G. Cassard on the line. His Bulldogs get a ticket to the state championship game yesterday. Win in the semifinals, a huge win for Ascension Catholic, punching their ticket to the championship. G will be on at noon to talk with us about that. That's an unbelievable accomplishment for their team. Still one more game to go get. Um, at 12.15, it's Wednesday at 12.15. So we're going to go talk to Taylor Griffin, get his thoughts on everything happening in the NBA playoffs and maybe a little WWE and everything in between. We'll chat with the Turtle at 12.15 and get ourselves into some trouble there. <clears throat> then at the bottom of the show, I'll talk about the 76ers. I'll talk about the Lakers and Warriors tonight. Uh, the Suns got beat up on in Denver last night. I think that series is done. Um, talk about all that fun stuff in the back end of the show. But we start off talking about some things that are happening out in Sulphur. Um, <clears throat> yesterday, there was a lot of action. Um, well... Not a lot. There was some action. There were some games that were postponed due to weather. Um, but Ascension Catholic gets a 4-1 to one win over Glenbrook last night, punching the ticket into the finals. Brooks Leonard on the mound pitched six innings, allowed six hits, and just one run struck out seven. Ascension Catholic got big days at the plate from Lex Melisson and Luke Husers uh, to allow them to score a run in the first, one in the fourth, then two in the fifth to grab control of the game. And then they held on from there. Glenbrook had a couple of guys on the bases in the seventh inning. But Lex Melisson's brother, um, I'm sorry, not Lex Melisson's brother, Brooks Leonard's brother, Bryce Leonard, came into the game late and closed it out in the seventh, got the save, um, and it allowed his team to punch that ticket forward. So they'll now be taking on a Wachita Christian in the state championship game. They beat Opelousas Catholic 7-3. In Division Four non-select, we had Anacoco beat Chaudrant four to three in nine innings, and Pitkin beat Weston five to four. <clears throat> we had Avoyles Public Charter in Division Five select defeat Claiborne Christian ten to one. We had Family Community beat Grace Christian seven to one. Those were the games that were able to be played out in Sulphur uh, yesterday. Now, today we're supposed to have a big old busy schedule, right? We're supposed to have just a loaded schedule locally, right, with E.D. White and Vanderbilt and Berwick. And I don't know how much of that's actually going to be able to be played. But if you look at the radar map, um, it's just rotten weather out in Lake Charles today. And they've already announced that the 11 o'clock session is going to be played at 7. And they're already shuffling and juggling what I'm getting at. And I'm not hopeful that E.D. White and Vanderbilt at 5 o'clock are going to be able to get that in. Just looking at the radar and looking at the weather, they're just lines and bands that are just wrapped around Lake Charles, and they just don't appear to be <clears throat> eager to move away from Lake Charles anytime soon. So we're hoping that they're able to play some baseball out there today, but I'm not hopeful that they'll be able to play baseball today because I'm 
maybe later, right? I'm looking at it, maybe four or five o'clock. But then what are you going to do about the games that were scheduled before you? Those two o'clock, like somebody's going to have to play before you. Um, so we're just not all that hopeful that they're going to be able to play at five, maybe later today, maybe early tomorrow. I don't know. They're going to have to juggle some schedule stuff around because the weather there really all week isn't ideal. Keys for E.D. White and Vanderbilt tonight. <clears throat> Look, let's get it right out of the gate. You're going to need to get really good starting pitching performances from your dudes, right? Gidry's going to have to be good for Vanderbilt. Weimer's going to have to be good for E.D. White. Um, you're facing two really good teams and two really good offenses, right? St. Thomas Moore scored 13 and 12 in their best of three series. Um, St. Louis Catholic in their first round series scored 18 and 16 and two and four against Shaw. Like they're uh, two and eight against Shaw rather. They're capable of scoring a whole lot. Um, you're going to have to get great starting pitching from your starters. You're going to have to get timely hits. And I think one of the keys Got to play good defense. Can't give anything away for free. The defensive end of it is maybe a little more of a concern for E.D. White. They've had some defensive issues this year. <clears throat> but if you do all those things, get some timely hits, execute. Look, that's the key to single elimination, high-level baseball, execution. If you got a runner at first with no outs and your coach is axing you to bunt, you got to get it down. If you're <clears throat> you know, at first base and there's a base hit hit, to the outfield, you got to get a good break on it. You got to go first to third. All the little ancillary things that we take for granted during the course of the season when you're beating up on somebody that's not nearly as talented as you, you've got to do them here in Sulphur because you're facing someone who is as talented as you, and now it's going to just come down to who executes the best and who plays the best. And all those little bitty things are going to pay dividends are going to pay off big in terms of deciding who goes through and who doesn't go through. Do I think that there's a shot that one of them wins? Yeah, I think it's actually probably a better than good shot. Do I think that there's a shot that both of them wins? Yeah, I would even say that. I think there's a chance that we see Vanderbilt and E.D. White playing for the championship on Saturday. Probably not a 50 or percent or greater chance of that happening, but I do think that both teams have a real legitimate shot right sometimes when you get into look let's be honest let's be frank let's call it what it is for Thibodeau to have beaten Barb a couple weeks ago when we made the trip to Lake Charles it would have taken something extraordinary to happen right and we know that and that's not knocking Thibodeau right it's just Barb is was clearly the favorites going in <clears throat> when you look at these matchups here I don't think that St. Louis is clearly a favorite over Vanderbilt and I don't know that St. Thomas Moore is even a favorite at all over E.D. White. So I think that the local teams on paper match up very well, but now without the comforts of a three-game series, without the buffer of knowing you could lose a game and still come back, it's all game seven now, and you got to compete favorably against your opponent. <clears throat> you got to compete favorably against the game. Coach Mike Barber talks about all, that all the time. We're facing the game. We're facing the sport. You got to do the little things. You got to field the routine ground ball. You got to make the routine throws. You got to execute when your coach asks you to execute. You got to get some timely hits. You got to throw strikes. All those things add up to winning baseball when you're playing single elimination championship baseball. And those will be the goals for E.D. White today. Those will be the goals for Vanderbilt today, assuming that they're able to play out in Lake Charles. And right now, that's actually a pretty strong assumption because I don't know that they're going to be able to play out in Lake Charles given the weather situation that's going on out there. 
So let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, LSU played yesterday on the baseball diamond, beat up on Northwestern State. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a little Nichols. We'll talk a little Nichols softball. All leading into Coach Cassard at noon. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-and-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. At least for one day, the LSU baseball team looked like itself. They get a 14-4 win over Northwestern State last night and kind of get back up on the horse after falling in weekend play against Auburn. The Tigers are now 38-10 overall, 16-7 still in SEC play. Look, you were going to beat Northwestern last night, right? I don't think anybody has any doubts about that. I don't think anybody has any disputes about that. Nine times out of ten, you're going to beat Northwestern. And I guess there is the chance that one time out of ten pops up on you like it did when Nichols beat you earlier in the year. But you're heavily favored in the game. So what's more important than winning last night is the way that you won, is playing the right way, playing at a high level. Um, And you saw some guys break out at the plate. You know, Tommy White played well, four RBI, three of four. Beloso, two of three. Travinsky, three of three. Dylan Cruz is in a little bit of a slump right now. He was 0 of 2 last night. He drew a walk. Um, But offense isn't anything that we talk about, right? It's the pitching and the defense that people are concerned with. And last night you saw maybe some strides that you were making at least a little bit of progress. You played seven innings last night. You used three different arms. And you only walked two batters the entire game. So that, I think, is a good sign. And more important than it being a good sign is that 
both walks came from the same guy. So two of the three guys that you lose or that you used last night didn't issue a walk at all. Thatcher heard um, two and a third, two walks, five strikeouts. He had electric stuff, didn't always locate it. Blake Money comes in three and two thirds, one run allowed, no walks. And then Micah Buckham, that's just a midweek warm. That's a guy you'll never see in an SEC game unless if it's a blowout. He comes in and he doesn't issue a walk at all. So last night you get 21 outs and you only give two freebies. I think that's a pretty good sign of progress. And <clears throat> like I said Monday here on the show, it's just a matter of just keeping things simple. Too much early count. We're trying to shave this off the black. We're trying to make the absolute perfect pitch. Instead of asking those guys to make a perfect pitch, just ask them to make a pretty good pitch, right? And then trust and know that in the game of baseball, if you make pretty good pitches, yeah, sometimes they'll hit it, right? In the SEC, they've got really good hitters. Sometimes they'll hit it, but sometimes they'll also pop up. And then sometimes they'll hit a sharp ground ball right at somebody, and then that guy who got a hit earlier in the innings and get doubled off. You could defend a ball that's put in play. <clears throat> what you can't defend is ball one, ball two, ball three, take your base. Can't defend that. And you couldn't defend what happened to you on Sunday against Auburn in the first inning where before your pitcher even threw a strike, you were down 6-1 to one or 5-1, to one, whatever it may be. That's the stuff that you got to avoid. No one's concerned about how hard people are hitting LSU. They're concerned about all the free guys that are on base whenever that double gets hit into the gap, right? So that's the stuff that LSU needs to limit. And that's plan A, B, C, and D of the weekend against Mississippi State. Throw the ball over the plate and give yourself a chance to play defense. If you do that, you're going to have a great opportunity in every single game that you play for the rest of the season. Conference tournament, NCAA tournament, I don't care. You're going to have a chance in every game that you play for the rest of the season if you just throw strikes, right? It's as simple as that. Just throw strikes. Now, I was on Gus Kattengill's show yesterday talking some Nichols baseball, and I might have actually given the Colonels the gri-gri a little bit because they do take on McNeese and they fall in a 7-3 to contest. This was not a conference game. It was just a game against a conference opponent. Nichols doesn't play McNeese during the season, uh, so the two got together for a midweek game. The Cowboys get a 7-3 to victory over the Colonels. Um, Nichols actually kind of gave this one away, right? They're up 3-0 going to the 8th inning. McNeese scores 3 in the 8th, 4 in the ninth. The back end, the Nichols bullpen kind of let them down in this one. Um, but the Colonels really struggled from the plate also. Only had three hits in the game. West Toops got a knock. Washington got a knock. Alvarez got a knock. Um, last night, um, Kadu from Assumption, got a day off for the Colonels. He didn't play. Um, and Nichols utilized the services of several guys on the mound. Devin DeSandro, Josh Mancuso, Chase Gearing, Kate Evans, Chet Alexander, and Alexander uh, Linus uh, all pitched on the mound to try to get the team through the midweek game, which they were not able to get the win. For the Colonels, though, it's like anything else, right? You don't want to lose to McNeese. But it is not a conference game, and you are in first place in the Southland Conference. Now you move to the weekend where you're taking on Texas A&M Corpus Christi at home. 
He got a golden opportunity there Friday, Saturday, Sunday to continue to build some steam, continue to build your record in the Southland Conference, and maybe try to punch your way into that regional and get yourself into the NCAA tournament. What's most interesting to me about the way Nichols plays, and I mentioned this on Gus's show, which is the reason why I brought up that I was on Gus's show, um, is just the fact that the Colonels, um, the Colonels have become a team capable of winning games with their offense. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the week, but I'll elaborate a little more on it now. Seth Thibodeau had some Nichols teams that were pretty good, right? Never conference championship winning teams, but teams that contended, right? Made it pretty deep in the conference tournament and had opportunities. They were always so pitching dominant, right? And not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, you can win a lot of games playing pitching, you know, pitching and playing defense. That's not, not a knock. It's not a criticism what I'm about to say. But it's just so interesting how Coach Mike Silva's teams are built completely different. This Nichols team here, they hit the ball hard. They're going gap to gap. They're going over the fence at times. They're an offense that puts the barrel on it and dares you to not allow them to put the barrel on it. That's the type of offense Nichols has this year. And it's interesting to see how the team has evolved, right? It's a team that didn't have near this type of explosiveness in years past, but boy, they've got it now. So you head into the Corpus Christi series this weekend looking to get back up on the horse. Here's the thing about the Southland Conference, though. I look at these standings, and it's nice and pretty seeing Nichols up there at the top, and it's really neat, and it's a lot of fun, and it's you know inducing pride in everybody, and, and on and on and on, blah, 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 blah. Everybody in this conference is the same as everybody else, with the lone exceptions maybe being Houston Christian and Southeastern are clearly behind the others. There's no difference between Nichols, who's 12 and 6, and Incarnate Word, who's 11 and 7. There's no difference between Nichols, who's 12 and 6, and Northwestern, who's 10 and 8, a Northwestern team who beat Nichols in a series earlier this year. There's no difference between Nichols, who's 12 and 6, and McNeese, who's 11 and 10. We saw that last night. There's no difference between Nichols, who's 12 and 6, and UNO, who's 9 and 9. There is an extreme amount of parity in the Southland Conference. There is an extreme amount of parity in terms of who's the best and who's, you know, in the middle and who's near the middle and the bottom. And look, all of these teams are the same. So my challenge to Nichols fans right now is, yeah, be proud, be super happy, be jacked up. Your team's 12 and 6. You're in first place. All of that is awesome. Real success lies in going and winning the conference tournament. And that's going to come down to who's playing the best about two and a half weeks from now. Whoever is the team that peaks at the right time is the team that's going to win it. Because all of those teams that I just listed, McNeese, UNO, Corpus Christi, Incarnate Word, they all have as good of a chance as anybody else on that weekend whenever we get to Lake Charles. All have just as good of a shot. It's going to come down to matchups, seeding, who gets the ball to bounce their way, who gets that ball hit on the barrel right at somebody, gets doubled off, who gets that little bloop shot not on the barrel that drops and turns into two RBI hit. All those little things are going to be a factor because these teams here are so equal to one another that you could separate them by a needle in a haystack. That's the margin. That's how wide the margin is. They are the same as one another. 
Nichols last night on the softball diamond lost their first Southland Conference tournament game. Remember we told you they were the number three seed entering the tournament? They took on number six, Northwestern State, last night and fell on the wrong end of the scoreboard. Northwestern State was a team that gave Nichols problems all year long. They took two of three from the Colonels during the season, then beat them again last night in eight innings, eight to two. Um, when Nichols ran out of pitching late, they really ran out of pitching. The Colonels were down 2 nothing going to the bottom of the seventh. Fourth, uh, forced extra innings. Alexis Poche got a double, and then Molly Vandebout reached on an error, which scored a run. But once it got to the eighth, Northwestern just put it on them. And look, it is what it is. They outplayed the Colonels last night, right? 14 hits for Northwestern State compared to four for Nichols. Um, they took advantage of the opportunities that were given to them, and they get the win. They move on to the next round in the Southland Conference Tournament on the softball side. For Nichols, they got to try to keep their season alive. They're taking on Houston Christian today. It's a Houston Christian team that they just swept last or a couple weekends ago, but two of the games went into extra innings, right? So don't expect some sort of blowout or lopsided affair. It's going to be a challenge, and it's going to be a big challenge for Nichols to try to um, get back Right, I get a little bit right. Get back into the winner's circle after losing a tough, hard-fought game against the Northwestern State team. So, um, that pretty much wraps up the 11 o'clock hour of our show. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here before we take a break and go to G out in Donaldsonville. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation. We want to thank Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff. Dufresne Building Materials. Come experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. G. Cassard of Ascension Catholic will be on the line. The Bulldogs are one win away from the state championship. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. 
energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide healthcare for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisler here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. We start off our lunchtime hour by making a trip out to Donaldsonville where we have Bulldogs baseball coach of Ascension Catholic. That's Coach G. Cassard on the line. His team punched a ticket in the semifinals yesterday to the championship game, getting a 4-1 to victory over Glenbrook. Coach G, congratulations and good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? Oh, wonderful case. It's not it's not raining right now. So, well, at least this part of the country. I know it's I think it's raining back in Salford, but uh, we're doing good today. Absolutely, man. It was a great day for your team yesterday. You punched that ticket to the championship round. You get a great starting pitching performance, great timely hitting. Guys appeared to play some pretty good defense. Got to be super proud of the boys, man. They're one win away. Yeah, it, it was. And, you know, Casey, it was, you know, not only did we play well and we did the things that you had to do, uh, you know, just everything that we went through yesterday because we, we knew with the weather kind of going into the day that it was a good chance that it was probably going to either be a delay or there was be a possibility of we start playing and then there could be a stoppage. And not really knowing how long you're going you're gonna to be, you know, the game's going to be delayed. I thought our, our mental focus and our toughness, uh, you know, really showed yesterday because I told the boys during the break, you know, we were we were up two to one, and the game was in the bottom of the fifth. We had kind of talked, you know, at at, at once the game, uh, at before the game, that if the weather, which they had forecast, it was going to be, you know, an all day event, that if the game 
was uh, was an official game. So if we had played five innings, uh, one team was was winning after a complete five innings. That they were, you know, they were at the point where they were going to make it an official game, and they weren't going to suspend it and bring it back. So, you know, that put even more, uh, you know, just a different field to the game, knowing that you, know, you almost had to play to try to get ahead after five in case the weather came in and you weren't able to play again because. You know, Mother Nature was going to have an effect on the game. Maybe you wouldn't be able to come back and complete the game. So uh, proud of our guys and their mental focus and, and the way they were, were able to stay hooked up and uh, come through in the clutch, my man. They get a run on you in the top of the first inning. How important was it to get that run right back to kind of draw that line in the sand and say, nope, not today? No, that was huge. Look, and, and Jackson Landry is one of our guys. I mean, he, he was probably a couple feet away from hitting a home run. Uh, but, yeah, that, that got us going. And, and both teams, you know, we knew it was going to be a game of, uh, you know, trying to find runs was going to be really tough. They have, they have three or three really good arms. They used them all yesterday. We used two of our best arms. So runs was going to be at a premium. But to be able to answer like we did, Casey, was huge, man. That got a lot of momentum for us and, uh, you know, gave Brooks a lot of confidence uh, that one, one, one run wasn't going to decide the game. He said something there a minute ago, man, is that, um, you know, they were talking about, hey, if it's through five and it starts raining like it's done, bro, like that that changes everything. Like every inning of the game is like a late inning of the game where you're maybe trying to manufacture a run instead of playing for a big inning. And, boy, I couldn't imagine that, you know, makes your job way more difficult, doesn't it? Yeah, it was, you know, and that's the thing we met at the plate, you know, both coaches, because we, we knew what type of game it was going to be, and we wanted some clarity. You know, at first it was tough for us to get an answer, and then before we threw the first pitch, you know, they told us, they said, look, if the game is suspended or the game is stopped, if it's after five, we're going to try to, to complete the game. Now, if we get to a certain point, like at 11 o'clock or even at 930, if we're not able to start the game again, then if somebody's winning after five complete, that's going to be the ball game. So both coaches, we were in agreement. Like, you know, we, we needed to know for sure because that did change the way you managed the game, Casey. There was no doubt you, you know, you were trying to get ahead and be ahead after five innings. So whatever it took to put runs on the board, you needed to do it. So it was a, it was a different way of trying to manage the game yesterday, I have to admit. Wednesday, Thursday practice, what's that going to look like out in Donaldsonville? You guys are back on campus preparing, trying to sharpen yourselves up before the championship. What are you guys looking to get accomplished next couple of days? Yeah, we got in late last night. You know, we, we uh, finished up probably about you know 8.30 or so and then uh, watched a little bit of uh, Washington and Opelousas just trying to kind of put our eyes on them. By the time we got home uh, to Donaldsonville, it was probably 12 o'clock at night and uh, had to drive back to Thibodeau, so uh, we're back on campus. We're gonna we're gonna do something light this afternoon. Probably a little light recovery workout and just you know a little BP on in the cages and play a little catch. And then tomorrow we're gonna be back on the road. We're gonna head back up to uh, to Sulphur to get in there and try to get a practice in you know in the afternoon and maybe go watch some games and settle in the hotel and really start focusing on uh, on Washita and that game on Friday afternoon. Tell us about your opponent a little bit. Obviously, they're very good. They're the number one seed. Um, you know, they beat Joe and them in the second round. Beat St. Mary's in the well, actually beat St. Mary's in the second round after bye. Beat Joe and them in the quarterfinals. Beat Opelousas Catholic last night. Tell us about your opponent. What are some things they do well? You know, Washington is always they're, they're extremely confident. You no know, matter what sport that they play, whether it's football, or basketball, or baseball, 
they have good athletes. I mean, they have the the Keiko kid who's uh, I think he's an LSU. He's a commitment. He's only a sophomore, and then uh, kind of their their heart and soul is Landon Graves, who's the quarterback. He's also a pitcher and a center fielder. He's been you know their best hitter. He's their their four hole guy, um, and I think he signed to play at ULM. So he's got that football mentality. They're a really good team, Casey. We're going to have to play well, just like what we did the other day against uh, Glenbrook. I mean, the top four seeds made the tournament. One, two, three, and four were all there. So one and two is going to hook up on Friday afternoon. They kind of staggered the pitching. So they didn't really throw one guy. They kind of broke up, uh, you know, like three of their guys. And so I think they're all going to be available uh, to kind of come back. Now, I don't know if they plan on doing that again or if they're going to bring that one guy back and let him go. But, uh, you know, we feel good about where we're at. I mean, the arms that we saw the last two weeks, Central Private had, you know, two guys that uh, were really good, two left-handers. All three of the guys that threw from, for Glenbrook last night were, were really good. I mean, the first guy was a sophomore who was 84 to 86 with three pitches. Harmon came in right before the break. He was up to 90 with a really good breaking ball. And then they brought in the left-hander, that's going to ULL, the Mandino kid, who's probably one of the best players we've seen all year. And I think from the left side, Casey, they had him up to – he was 88-89 with a slider and a changeup last night. I don't, I don't know how much better we can see. So I think we're really prepared for whatever Washita throws at us. We're playing really well. Um, you know, it's going to come down to, like, what, what happened the other night, who can get a key hit and who comes out and, and pitches and plays defense, my friend. So – Let's say it's Friday, it's 1.40, or team's about ready to take the field, the starting lineups are about ready to get announced, all that good stuff. It's going to be your last time addressing them. What you going to tell them? You know, just like I told them before, you know, play like we've played all year. We, we've really uh, we've, we've had some, some toughness. We've had that, uh, that, that will to win where we just refuse to lose. We're going to go out and play hard. That's what I told them the other night. I said, look, you know, a lot of you guys have been trying to get here for three years. You're here now. A lot of you guys are seniors. This is going to be, you know, your last game. We're going to go out and play hard and play fast, and whatever happens, happens. But we're not going to leave anything to doubt. I mean, we're going to make sure we do everything we can to win the baseball game. And in our minds, Casey, we're not going to lose. We're going to do anything we can to win the ball game, and that's what they did last night. Pitching-wise, um, you don't have to tell me your start over the air. I understand if you want to keep that private. But are you looking to have a guy go deep into the game, or are you taking more of a bullpen approach? No, we're, we're, uh, we're set up. we got a couple guys. I mean, obviously we got you know Bryce who came in. He's been our one all year. And uh, we used him yesterday because he was on five days rest. We used him to close. His brother went, you know, the first six. So, you know, Bryce and uh, Jackson Landry are the two guys that are – Set up. We don't know which one's gonna which one's gonna start yet, but that's the two guys that we're gonna go with early on and and uh, feel pretty good about it. I mean, both those guys are great. On Bryce has been our horse all year, and uh, you know he's ready to go as well. So I feel good about where we're at pitching wise. And if you could have drew it up, Case, you could have told me, hey, the last game of the year with all the marbles on the line, if those two guys were available, would I take it? And I would have signed that on the first day of the year when we started practice. No doubt, buddy. Look, before we let you go, you know, we talked often about, you know, how players handle situations like this and, and coaches trying to 
make sure that their players keep their emotions in check and don't make sure that the game is too big and you do all the things that you've done all year, all the things you just talked about. As a coach, how do you how do you keep yourself grounded, man? Because this is a big game. This is a big deal for your school, for your community. This is your alma mater. Like, how do you make sure that you're taking care of yourself and getting the right rest and all that good stuff as well? Well, the the, the great thing is is that you know those guys play. They make me look really good. So it's hard to it's hard to be a good coach when you don't have good players and you don't have you know great kids with character. And we have that. Look, I I'm not worried one bit. I mean, as long as I stay out the way and just try to guide them and let them play, you know, I've done my job. And I think we're at a point where everybody's ready to go. If we had to play today, they'd be ready to go. Uh, I know they're excited. I'm just going to try to try to make sure that I keep them focused, give them as much information as they need, and make sure we support them and uh, help them out any way we can to go out and finish this thing right and win a state championship. No doubt, my friend. Look, you know, you know this. I'm rooting for you guys, man. On Friday, go bring it home. Okay, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it, Case. Thanks so much, buddy. Yes, sir. That is Coach G. Casarba, the Ascension Catholic, doing an excellent job. Their one win away from bringing home all of the marbles. Now, they got a big bear to slay, right? Ascension, or excuse me, Watchtalk Talk Christian is really good. But Ascension Catholics really doggone good, too. They get a 4-1 to win over Glenbrook, and they punch their ticket. They've got their number one arm lined up. You could not possibly ask for a better situation than that. That's going to be a good game Friday at 2 o'clock. That's going to be a really good game Friday at 2 o'clock. Mother Nature, butt out. Let them boys play. I don't want any delays. I don't want any start and stop. I don't want a five-inning game. Look, when when when... G was telling me that stuff about how they were going to make it an official game after five. Thankfully, that ended up not being the case. But could you imagine how devastating that would be to a team if, let's say it's three to two in the fifth, or maybe in the sixth, rather, because you have to play five, three to two in the sixth, and you're down a run and you still think you got two more shots at it. And it starts to rain and it don't let up. And then the association says, oh, official game, game over, you lose, sorry. Can you imagine how devastating that would be? So I don't want to see that happen. I mean, that's, just, that's, that's the worst. That's the worst possible way. Could you imagine, um, you know, a football team being down 17 to 13 with four minutes left and they're at midfield, starts to rain, lightning delay, and then, oh, no, game over, sorry. That would be just the worst, man. Like, we can't have weather. Sorry, you guys' radios did not break. Oh, I had to turn off the mic to sneeze. But we can't have weather deciding who wins these games, man. That'd just be devastating. Hopefully that doesn't happen at any point during the week out there in Sulphur. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Taylor Griffin. For our talk with the turtle, it is play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Gulf South Homes has a new building. Come check out our new offices and parts store. We have moved to the left side of our property. See, Ida threw us a curveball, but our new offices are home run. We sell all things for your mobile home parts needs. And of course, we can still sell you the new home of your dreams. Remember, we are still working with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program as well. Come and see us at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or give us a call, 985-876-0222. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. 
Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide health care for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisler here. We go to the phone lines for our final call in guest of the day. Last but not least, we go to Mr. Taylor Griffin, who's out in the river on the Luling area. Turtle, what's good, man? Good afternoon. How we doing? Hey, I'm doing just fine. How y'all doing today? Doing good, bro. Let's start with some NBA playoff talk because uh, the playoffs right now are still wide open in the second round. Usually, look, we have an idea. Usually, I'll be honest, in January, we have an idea of who's going to make the finals. But right now, the 76ers are the betting favorites to win it all. I don't think anybody trusts that that's the case. I could see the Suns coming back. I could see the Nuggets. I could see uh, the Lakers. I could see Boston beating Philadelphia. I could see Jimmy Butler going on it. Like, there's still so many teams that are in it. It's unlike the playoffs to have this much parity, but boy, I dig it. It's making for some fun games, man. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a, it's a good, fun, kind of crazy, unpredictable playoffs this year, man. I was not expecting this. Really, not too honest. I mean, not not too sure, honestly, what I was expecting. But I just I know it was not this. Um, a lot of things going on, you know. Does uh, does Philly have it in them to hang on and close this out? I don't know. That's up in the air. Um, does Golden State have a miracle in their back pocket? Who know? I mean, I never would have wrote them off against the Lakers. But dude, like at this point. Uh, it's so hard to pick a winner who I'm thinking is going to come through with this, but, man, it's hard to not, you know, not necessarily as a fan, but just as a basketball guy, like, 
how do you not think the Lakers may actually pull this off and go all the way with it? I mean, that's, that's where I'm leaning right now. Here's the thing that's so interesting to me about these playoffs, man. And I was watching this last night, um, really in both games. In the first game of the doubleheader, you got Embiid, who's a seven-foot maniac, scored 33 points. He's chasing down blocks from the backside, getting four blocks. Like, the Celtics are so spooked that they're not even driving to the rim anymore. And then you also got, in the second game, Jokic for uh, Denver, who's just running wild. He gets 29 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. He's playing point guard for them. And I'm thinking to myself in the back of my mind, like, look, dude, when we were kids, there were centers in the NBA. But they were goofy and clumsy, and they stayed in the paint because, frankly, they couldn't move to get out of the paint. Bro, these guys that we're seeing today are freaks, man. Uh, Joel Embiid is a freak. Nikola Jokic is a freak. These guys are unbelievable. What these seven-footers today do is out of this world, man. Yep, yep. The true big man, NBA big man that you and I grew up on, man, that that is just about a dead concept now. Um I know what you're saying, man. Those, those guys, those guys are absolute freaks, man. Uh, Jokic is a really special talent, man. He could he could do it all. He could score. He could pass. He's he's you know sneaky and swift. He's smooth. He's very coordinated. Embiid is an absolute monster, freak athlete. Could could do it all. Uh, you know, he's the kind of guy. You know, you kind of you probably consider starting a new franchise with him. Well, it's either him or the Greek freak. I, I think I would have to go with at this point in time. I mean, he's Embiid so so special. Um, I think I think Boston's probably done here. I just, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Philly going all the way with this. I just can't count out Jimmy Butler. I, I can't bury the Miami Heat just yet. Um, I know I know we didn't talk about that. I know you didn't ask what I thought about them, but uh that's the way I'm leaning towards my predictions here. And then um man, Jokic is he's so he's so special. He's he's so good. You know, I, I think they're gonna also you know they'll probably close out, but man, I uh I don't see them getting past the Lakers. I, I just, it's it's a it's a tough one to call, but I don't know, man. Let, anyway, I, I'm going off topic. Uh, I'm so I'm so locked in thinking about the future and not you know just worrying about right now. Yeah, these 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 big men are, are super special, and these uh the old school goofy big man is just it's a lost concept. I mean, you just you simply can't play in the league if if that's if that's your style. Look, I'm over here rooting for Philly because of James Harden, but I got to tell you, if they close out Boston, and I think it's a big if, I'd still, you know, you got to beat them one more time. I think Boston's more talented than Philly, but I think Boston's having some locker room issues right now. But if you close them out and you got to face Jimmy Butler, I'm terrified, bro, uh, because that's a dude that could just decide, all right, four out of the next seven games, I'm scoring 60 in, in, in those games, and you're going to have to beat me. Now, Philly's got some dudes to handle that. They got PJ Tucker and Melton, and they've got some great perimeter defenders. That's why they're doing such a good job on Jason Tatum, uh, Jason Tatum so far. 
But Jimmy Butler is an old school, hey, I'm not worried about my brand. I'm not worried about social media. I'm not worried about looking cool. Nope, I'm going to go in the elbow. I'm going to make 20 mid-range jumpers, and I'm going to score 50 if I have to. He's an old school throwback player, and bro, I want no part of facing that. He is a beyond tough NBA star. He is a mean, mean man. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, I know I've seen these these funny memes and these, uh, you know, these different conspiracy theories on whether or not Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's illegitimate kid. But uh, man, every year he he builds the case even stronger. <laughs> Where else does he get this killer instinct from? But uh, he's man, he's special. He's so just so mean out there, you know. Jason Tatum is extremely talented. He is, he's not Jimmy Butler. He's not, he just doesn't have that, that extra little, I don't know what it is. Just, I guess we call it killer instinct. He doesn't have anything to make me really fear him. Like I'm scared to leave him open, but I'm not scared to play him. Jimmy Butler, I don't want to be on the court with him unless he's got the same jersey as me. And here's the thing, as a 76er guy, that makes me want to vomit. He was a 76er. You know who they chose over Jimmy Butler? Had a locker room issue. Jimmy Butler drew a line in the sand said, hey, you get rid of this guy or I ain't re-signing. You know who that guy was? Ben Simmons. They lost Jimmy Butler because of Ben Simmons, Turtle. Oh, man, I forgot about all that mess, but, but you, you just brightened up my day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ben freaking Simmons. That just makes me sick to my stomach just thinking that guy still has a job, uh, if anything. He's just such a waste, man, S- such a waste. Oh, such a waste indeed. Uh, look, let's talk about this. LSU got another dominant uh, commitment from a an All-American player from DePaul. Um, you were once a coach. Coaches have this, or this debate all the time. Uh, you know, whenever an NBA super team forms, there's always the conversation on Twitter. Oh, there's only one ball. It's not going to work. <laughs> and I always say, man, that's dumb. You want to have as many good players as you can. They'll figure out a way. So what say you? Should there be concerns in Baton Rouge that they have too much talent, or are they going to figure this thing out? Dude, as long as Coach Kimberly Mulkey is still there, <laughs> I don't know if that's a real first name. <laughs> as long as she's still there, I'm not worried. They could, you know, Kevin Durant could put on a wig and transition to the other side and join LSU, and I still wouldn't be worried that there's too much talent. There's, as long as Mulkey's in charge, man, there's one ball. There's one team that they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna they're gonna get it done. We're looking at another national championship. It's it's not it's not even a debate. It's not a worry. I, I think they're just simply too loaded. They they got they got a bunch of players who are not only really 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 talented. The little bit of research I've done on them, they don't really look like. Selfish players, players with attitude problems, players you should worry about. They don't look like players who need to have the ball. They're going to do their thing when the offense flows through them, but they, they, they don't have to have it. They don't have to have touches on every possession. Um, 
it's it's a special group, and I, I just I don't see the Lady Tigers losing a freaking game next year, man. Maybe, maybe to South Carolina. I don't even know if they're playing over there, over here. I don't know. I don't know what the schedule is. I could see maybe a regular season loss to South Carolina in the correct, you know, in the right gym if if that situation happens. Other than that, man, I I, I don't see anyone touching. Here's the thing, man. And I was talking about this with Coach Kyle the other day. How do you guard them man-to-man? All five players on the floor, all Americans. Look, even the really good women's basketball teams usually have one or two players that you kind of sort of don't have to guard, right? That's why South Carolina got knocked out last year. Iowa said, hey, we're putting everybody in the paint. You're going to have to shoot your way out of this. They couldn't do it. Now you got an LSU team that you got five all-Americans on the floor. How do you guard a man-to-man? Okay, so the instinct is you, you don't guard a man-to-man. You play zone. Van Lith is a stone-cold killer. She could make shots from the outside. The young lady from DePaul, even though she's a center, she can make shots from the outside. Michaela Williams, the five-star high school signee from Parkway High School out in Shreveport, you leave her unguarded, she's going to make five three-pointers in a row, have 15 points in a minute. So this is – I don't know how you defend this team. We're looking at a women's basketball team, Taylor – that even if they get a little swell-headed and decide, hey, we're not going to play much defense, they're going to outscore you because which women's basketball team out there is going to consistently be able to score 90 or 100? They will. Who's going to be able to top them and score more? Nobody, man. No, Nobody. I mean, even, even if Iowa scores somebody good out the portal and, you know, we end up facing them and, you know, Caitlin Clark might end up with 63 points, but it doesn't like it doesn't matter what she does. We're gonna have 73. Like it's just it, no no one's gonna be able to touch that man. Like best of luck to everyone out there. It's gonna take it's gonna take some junk defense, multiple junk defenses. It's gonna take chaos and confusion and a very very special game plan executed to perfection to slow them down from scoring. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think, man, how fast they've turned that thing around. Look, let's talk some wrestling. Um, I'm not going to lie. The last month and a half, two months, I haven't been all that thrilled with everything that's going on. But then they find some ways to draw you back in, bro. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the premium live event out in Puerto Rico, but I thought that was one of the best shows that they've had in a long time. The crowd was wild. They were into it. They were going crazy. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself for those three and a half hours, man. That was a reminder of why we watched this stuff. That was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, man. And and look, you got to give as much credit as you've given to the writing staff and the creative team and the performers, the wrestlers who are out there putting on a show. Dude, you got to give just as much credit to the crowd just for being in it. It's, it's unreal. You know, this reminds me, I know I'm going to go a little off topic here, but like, do yourself a favor. Uh, you know, everybody likes music, and the music I'm about to talk about may not be everyone's cup of tea, but do yourself a favor and go on YouTube and find uh, a Metallica performance from some point in between 2009 and 2018, whatever, like when they play in Brazil, or find Rush. You know, before Neil Peart died, find a Rush performance in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Um, early to mid-2000s, find a Rage Against the Machine playing in Mexico City. Dude, the Hispanic people, the Latin American 
fans of anything popular in America when, like, they're just so thrilled and so appreciative when the big popular American thing comes to their homeland. And what we saw in Puerto Rico, a premium live event, you know, we used to call them pay-per-views. It's been, what, 18 years, I believe they said, since since WWE has been in Puerto Rico. Like, those Puerto Rican fans went absolutely nuts because they'd just been waiting and waiting and waiting for some sort of big, bad American form of entertainment to come to their island and, like, dude, they were on the edge of their seat, hanging on every single move, every single thing, singing along to the theme songs, just the reactions, the the cheers, the boos, the, you know, every time the ref is counting, uno, dos, oh, you know, when he kicks out. Like, it it was awesome. It was amazing. I would have loved to have been there to experience that. It was those people were just as much a part of the show as the performers themselves, and that made for a really special night. I was very impressed with every bit of it beginning to end. And look, dude, Bad Bunny could go, man. He's charismatic. He could go in the ring. Damian Priest was a great dancing partner. Um, they brought back Savio Vega, which was awesome. They brought back Carlito, which was awesome. So, man, look, the performers performed, the fans were about it, and look, it was another situation where you bring a celebrity in. And, look, I'm all for bringing celebrities in when it works, right? WCW used to do it. You'd have Jay Leno wrestling, and it'd be terrible. But when you bring in dudes that are invested and they want to be there, Bad Bunny was incredible. Like, he could be on the card of any show, and I'd be happy. That dude could work, man. He's really into it. Dude, are you... I don't know when it's going to happen, but I feel like it's inevitable. I don't know how they're going to make it work. There's going to be some intense storytelling here. Are you ready for when Logan Paul and Bad Bunny yeah. team up or go or go against each other? Either way, like, Bad Bunny is extremely entertaining and impressive. Uh, you got to credit Damian Priest for also, you know, doing a good job helping him get through that match and performing with him, you know, the ultimate dance partner, as as they like to call themselves. Like, they they put on a hell of a show. I don't think Bad Bunny is not, not quite Logan Paul yet, but, man, he's close. He's really close. And I could see, I could see a bright future for him, man. This isn't just a one-off thing for a rapper who was just looking to – expand his brand like I, I think well actually yeah this would this was the second time he does this i could see him doing this once or twice a year man it was i was very impressed very impressed you get the main event you get cody and brock short match but you get what you need cody gets some wins kind of a fluke win kind of keeps it going brock, uh, brock gets bloodied up uh they continue the story on monday where you know cody's in the tournament for the title gets kind of cheated out of it Brock beats the tar out of him, cuts what I thought was actually a really good promo. Um, so we're gonna get some more out of that, and you know I'm not I'm not too mad about it. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, I'm a. You know, we always we sit and we speculate and we try to figure out what was really going on. Like, I'm curious if there was a time crunch or you know was the roll up pin rushed because Brock was bleeding so much and someone made a decision from the back. 
Was Cody even supposed to win this one? Was it was it changed in the ring? I don't know. Um, but a lot worth speculating when you saw the amount of blood coming out of Brock Lesnar's head. I mean, that was... Uh, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I miss that side of wrestling that you just don't see anymore. But, man, it... it it was gushing to a point where it was it was starting to feel a little dangerous, you know, for for Brock's sake. You know, I didn't want the guy to get lightheaded and pass out, which I'm sure was a main concern for the people in the back. Uh, that's why I, I think maybe something maybe something was cut short, maybe something was changed. But uh, I think those two guys together, they made magic in the ring. They've been doing great uh, with the build up to this point. Uh, I could see them going at it again and putting on another show, hopefully, you know, a 20, 25-minute classic instead of a, a nine-minute roll-up job, which, again, I think was due to the blood. Uh, I uh, I really liked it. I liked the main event, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from those two guys, too. Tribal Chief comes back on Friday on SmackDown. What's next for him, man? Obviously, doesn't look like it's going to be Cody Rhodes anytime soon. Who's going to be the next guy to stand up to the Tribal Chief? I have no earthly idea, sir. I don't even know where to start with that. I don't know if maybe maybe we're looking at just some of those just kind of filler spots that just help with the buildup. Maybe maybe he does something with with Riddle. Uh, I I don't I don't even know where to go at this point. I I can't I can't see him getting it deeply involved with anyone between now and SummerSlam or now and next WrestleMania. It, I mean, it's all signs point to it's going to be Cody down the road. It's just whether or not how soon it happens and what you do with him in between. Man, I have no clue. Flip a coin. I'm guessing maybe you you just kind of touch on that, that riddle, KO, Zane area. I guess you start with Riddle, and maybe those two guys headline the next main event. I, I don't know, man. What, what do you think? I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. You know, a small part of me thinks that you might be on to something. I hope it's not like Gunther. You know, he wasn't in the championship tournament. I hope that they don't rush him into that. Uh, that's something I would love to see down the road, but I don't think he's ready for it. I, like you, I, I don't have a clue, and, and it might just be – uh, hey, I'm the greatest promo, and then there's not setting up anything. I, I don't know, um, but I'm sure going to be interested Friday to see who's going to be the guy to stand up and have their music hit and interrupt that promo. Yeah, yeah. E- either way, it, it, should, uh, it should make for a great, exciting show. Uh, I'm very interested to see what they do with it from here. Been saving this the whole segment, Buzz. It's an opportunity for me to brag on James Harden, and I didn't want to bother you with it until the end because I didn't want you to hang up on me. Look, dude, we got the NBA playoffs. My 76ers are one game away from punching a ticket to the conference finals. Look, a lot has been said about James Harden in the postseason, and a lot of it, quite frankly, is deserved, right? He's come up small in a lot of big moments. But at the end of the day, I can't think of any other player. And look, I watched a ton of basketball since I was a kid till now. He was once the arcade video game scorer, scoring 40 points every game with the Rockets, right? He had a season where he averaged 36 points a game and was told by everybody, hey, playing that way is not going to work. You're never going to win a championship that way. So he said, okay, I'm going to become the best point guard in the NBA. I'm going to lead the league in assists, and that's exactly what he did the last couple of seasons. I can't think of a guy. 
Like, Steve Nash wasn't a super scorer before he became an elite guard. Kobe never had seasons where he led the NBA in assists. Like, I can't think of another career that's been like this one. And I'm not trying to say he's the best player ever. I'm just saying he may he may have had one of the most unique careers ever where we're looking at a multiple-time scoring champion, but now a multiple-time assist leader. Like, dude, like it's just such a weird and strange career that man has had. Uh, I 100% agree with you. He, I, I know you love to brag on him, and I love to give you hell about him. Um, he, he really is incredibly special. And off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone who had just evolved their game that much for the greater good and and just continue to be extremely valuable like he is and he changed in a way he did exactly what people told him to do like hey man tone down the scoring and you know that's not gonna work he found something that's working and it's 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 really working working every night and you know he's about to take his team to the conference finals here. Uh, I'm very impressed with the evolution of James Harden. The only other wacky evolution of a career that could even come to mind right now, and look, I may be way off. I may be forgetting something right in front of my face. The only thing that's popping up (coughs) in my head right now is – one day I look up and it's like, when in the hell did Jason Richardson become a three-point threat? Because I remember he was <laughs> nothing but a dunker, nothing but you know a slam dunk contest sideshow. He was an athletic freak that you love to watch in warm-ups, you love to watch on the fast break. He did absolutely nothing else. And then all of a sudden you look up, I think maybe it was when he got to Phoenix, like, when did he learn to shoot? And, you know, he... His career extended when his athleticism dwindled and his shooting improved. Now, that didn't get them a championship or anything. That didn't get him or them in the headlines at the time. But as far as just a crazy transition of a career for the greater good, I can't think of anyone else other than when Jason Richardson learned to shoot threes, um, you know, outside of your James Harden question. Yeah, just. If you could think of anyone else, please shoot right now. Let me know. But, uh, yeah, man, that, that's that's all I got that's even close to this. And I'm, uh, I'm impressed. I'm proud of James Harden. It's good to see that he's not being stubborn and he's finding a way. You know, unlike one of his former teammates when he first started out in this league who just stubbornly continues to have the same exact style. I think you know who I'm talking about. Um Russell Westbrook just refusing to evolve and grow up and do things differently. I, I was I was thinking Dwight Howard, so I can't see either one. <laughs> well, yeah, they both work, but uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, good 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 for James Harden, man. I, I I really like where his game has uh has evolved to put himself and his team in a better position. Good on him. We see guys evolve their game often, right? Usually post players get fat and start shooting three-pointers and stop running down the court. Antoine Walker and you know Rasheed Wallace, and we see guys evolve. It's just not often a good evolution, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, those guys, those guys I, I wouldn't say they were doing what they had. To, that 
I don't think they were evolving to help their team. I think they were <laughs> they were just changing because they didn't have a choice. They were just trying to stay irrelevant and get a, keep a paycheck. But uh, you know, I, I think I think guys like Antoine Walker and Rasheed Wallace uh, may have had a slightly different motivation than you know where James Harden is now. Now look, Rasheed was a key piece of that 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 Pistons team that won a title. You know, his evolution really paid off. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call him, like, fat and slow like I would Antoine Walker. I, I think Rasheed just got a little old. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, as far as, you know, I can't think of anything more special and more important than how James Harden has done this. Last question before I let you go. We've made good fun of the Nuggets here. We've called them the Million Dollar Man. I wanted to play the Million Dollar Man theme here as your intro today, but I couldn't find it on our computer system. It would be such a Nuggets thing to do to blow this to Phoenix, but I don't know that Phoenix has enough gas in the tank. Are the Nuggets going to finish this out, prove us wrong? Man, if they do, uh, I'll happily – go to McDonald's and get a 10 piece and, you know, cheers to them. I just, I don't, yeah, they might get past Phoenix. They might get past Phoenix. I don't think Phoenix is coming back. But I don't think they're going to beat the Lakers. I don't see them getting into the finals. I don't see the Nuggets evolving into a Chick-fil-A sandwich. I don't see them evolving into a hot and spicy. I I still think they're just going to nugget their way through and eventually collapse before getting to the big one. My man, thank you so much for the time. We'll chat with you next Wednesday, okay? Yep, it was fun. And as always, go Tarps and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job as always. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. I'll talk some NBA playoffs, and I'll get you some betting picks, and we're out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. No more mold. No more damage. No more outdated old bathroom. No more slipping and hurting. No more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-770-5322. BCI Bath & Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never-clear glass-treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-770-5322. Call BCI Bath & Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest-free financing options. Call 800-770-5322. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-770-5322. That's 800-770-5322. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. 
State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That State Bank and Trust Company still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Rick Warren. Do you know God has a dream for your life? It's bigger and it's better than any dream you could ever think up on your own. And when you read my new book, Created a Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith, you're gonna get the tools that you need to find and follow the dream that God created just for you. Be sure to get your copy today at pastorrick.com forward slash dream and get on the path to living the extraordinary life that God planned for you. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Wrestling has more than one royal family. You'd have to watch wrestling to understand that. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hope everybody is enjoying themselves. We've got one more segment to go. I'll talk some NBA, then I'll get you some betting picks. Last night in the NBA, we saw um, a testament that coaching matters. Um, I think the Boston Celtics have a better team than the Philadelphia 76ers do. I do. But I think that Doc Rivers is coaching Joe Mazzulla into a box. Into a box. <clears throat> the 76ers are mixing and matching their defenses. Sometimes they're playing a little zone. Sometimes they're playing a little man-to-man. Sometimes they're, you know, doubling certain guys and trapping certain guys. Sometimes they're not. They're keeping Boston guessing. What are the Celtics doing to combat that? <clears throat> Nothing. Doing the same thing, playing the same guys, the same rotations, and they're just hoping, I, you know, we hope we play good enough to combat this. Philadelphia took a 3-2 to two lead last night, and there should be big concerns for Boston fans, right? Because <clears throat> on one hand, it's easy for the Celtic fan to say, ah, this is just an off night. We just, we, we just didn't have it. We just didn't play well, and blah, 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 all the excuses that you can make. Objectively, me taking my Philadelphia 76er fandom out of this I'm looking at it as, well, if you take out the fourth quarter of game four, they've now beat your ass seven out of eight quarters. Let's go back to game four, right? Philadelphia won in overtime, right? So that kind of makes it look like it was this super close and competitive game that just went back and forth. 
Philadelphia led that game by 15 for most of the game and then just played a terrible fourth quarter, allowed Boston to come back and tie it for us overtime, won it in overtime. So that's now seven out of the last eight quarters where they have beat Boston decisively. They have beat up on Boston and have not allowed Boston to do the things that they want to do. Doc Rivers makes a subtle rotation shift last night. Puts Daniel House into the lineup, taking Jaden McDaniels' minutes. Daniel House is not a favorite of mine dating back to Houston. What did he do? Played like his hair was on fire. Five of seven, 15 minutes, 10 points, five rebounds. Was guarding, was playing great defense, was slashing, cutting to the rim. He added a different element to the 76ers last night for their bench minutes. Daniel House is one of the unsung MVPs of the game. So now it comes down to this. If Philadelphia continues to play with the same aggression that they did in Game 4 and Game 5, they're going to win the series. If they don't, if they let off the gas, which God knows they're more than capable of doing, then Boston could get back in it. Boston's not dead, right? They've got to win one game on the road. Then if you do that, you're going right back home. They won two games in a row in this series. By no stretch are they done. But it's sure not looking good because it sure looks like you got a team full of guys that are not that excited about playing basketball anymore because I think that they know that they're handicapped at the top. Joe Mazzula doesn't know what he's doing. And to be fair to Joe Mazzula, If it looks like he's a little bit in over his head, he is in over his head. Joe Mazzula wasn't expecting to be the head coach of this team. This is Udoka's team. The head coach of his team couldn't keep his, you know what, in his pants, and he got fired out of there for having an affair with, you know, a staff member. And the team got thrown to Mazzula. He's doing the best that he can. He wasn't prepared for this. So I'm not knocking the guy, right? You know, if he's if he's overmatched against Doc Rivers, he should be overmatched against Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers has won championships before. Joe Mazzula wasn't even expecting to be the head coach in November. But coaching does matter, and you see it playing out in this series. Coaching absolutely does matter. Tonight in the NBA, you got the Knicks and the Heat. Um... I think the Knicks have a little bit of fight left in them, despite what some things are being said in the media or whatever. I think the Knicks have a little fight left in them. I think the Knicks are going to win tonight. Where, I, where I'm most sure, the Warriors are going to destroy the Lakers tonight. This feels like a rest game for the Lakers. This feels like a we're going to chill out game for the Lakers. This feels like we're going to get off of our legs game for the Lakers. How often do you see the Warriors in Oakland when they have to have it just beat the brakes off of somebody? That's tonight. Curry and Thompson are going to go wild. They're going to win by 15-plus. In fact, I have a small little um, little wager in Vegas where I took the Warriors minus 17.5. I took 10 more points. The line's 7.5. I took 10 more points. It's like 5-1 to one odds, but I think Golden State has a chance to blow the cover off of them tonight. The one game that they've won in the series, um, they blew the cover off of them, 127-100. to I think the same thing is going to happen here. Same setup, same situation. Game one, the Lakers won, which meant the game two, the Warriors were at home and had to have it, and they beat the hell out of them. Tonight, game five, the Warriors have to have it. They're at home. They're going to beat the hell out of them tonight. 
I like the Warriors minus seven and a half. I think Golden State is going to put it on the Lakers tonight, and I think the Lakers are going to be willing to let it happen. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of fight there tonight. In the MLB, I like the Diamondbacks minus 144 money line to beat the Miami Marlins tonight. You got Merrill Kelly on the mound. He's a good one. I think the Diamondbacks are going to get by that one. Today in the MLB, I like the Astros minus 126 money line over the Angels. The Astros are just better than the Angels. They beat up on them yesterday. They're going to get an opportunity to do that again today. Um, I like over 10 runs for the Red Sox and the Braves. The Braves offense is swinging it well. The Red Sox don't have a good staff. The Braves are throwing a bullpen game. I think both teams are going to score tonight. I like an over in that one. And I like the White Sox tonight, minus 142 against the Kansas City Royals. Those are our betting picks for today's games. Hope everybody plays them. Hope everybody has some good luck playing them. Um, We've been pretty good, man. What did we tell you yesterday? I told you, I'm not touching the Nuggets and the Suns, which we didn't. (laughs) And I told you, over for Philadelphia. Guess what? It went over. We've been doing really well in our NBA and some different things that we've been giving you. Hopefully, everybody's been taking heed to those, and uh, we've been making everybody a little shmoney. Let's catch uh, the end of the show. We hope that everybody has enjoyed today's show. I want to thank Coach G. Kassard for the time. I want to thank Taylor Griffin for the time. And most importantly, I want to thank you guys for the time. Uh, without listeners, this show is nothing. And I understand that. I wholeheartedly um, know that you guys are why we're able to continue on. Um, tomorrow's show, we'll talk some more NBA. Hopefully, we'll be breaking down and recapping Vanderbilt and E.D. White out at Sulphur. I look at the radar map. I'm not a thousand percent sure that those games will be able to be played, but the LHSA just sent out a release saying that they're going to try. So they're heading on buses, heading out that way, and we'll see if they're able to get them in. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Casey Justler saying God bless to you all. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.